Think you've heard everything about integration? Think again. Introducing the podcast that will unfog the magic or even black art of integration. The unheard truth about people, process, and technology. This podcast is brought to you by Thor Ingham, a father of two great boys and chief technology officer at Avella, a Norwegian consultancy that specializes in integration. Thor was also named IBM champion for automation in 2022 and 2023. Keep listening for eye-opening episodes that will answer all your questions and surely unfog your perception of how to successfully adopt integration in your workplace. If you haven't already, now would be a good time to subscribe, follow, and like so you don't miss out on future podcasts. Now, here is Thor Ingham. Welcome to episode four, where we'll talk about knowledge management and consulting. At our company, we have a diverse set of professionals with a wide range of skills and expertise. Our team includes developers who are responsible for writing and testing code, architects who design and build software systems, project managers who ensure that projects are completed on time and within budget. We also have team leads who oversee the work of their team members and ensure that everyone is working together towards the same goals. Through collaboration and communication, we are able to deliver end-to-end solutions that seamlessly integrate with existing applications providing our clients with the best possible outcomes. This is the Avella way. As a company, we are experts in delivering knowledge and expertise in enterprise application integration, which means that we are committed to helping our clients improve their business processes by making sure that their systems communicate with each other seamlessly. Expertise in this area has been developed and refined over the last 15 years, during which time we have worked with a wide range of clients across different industries. Our focus during this time has been on integrating disparate systems located anywhere, and we have achieved great success in doing so. Our approach is based on a deep understanding of the challenges that our clients face and we use this knowledge to develop customized solutions that meet their specific needs. By working closely with our clients, we are able to ensure that our solutions are tailored to their unique requirements and we are committed to delivering value at every stage of the integration process. We provide integration solutions based on 15 years of experience. Avella as a company is 15 years old and we have employees and founders that have more than 20 years of experience. So in total we must now be coming close to at least three, maybe 400 years of combined experience. Our expertise lies in connecting different systems across any location, whether on-premise or in the cloud. 
We have the experience to integrate applications and data sources wherever they reside. We have experience with most of the large ERP vendors, most of the large CRM vendors. We have also integrated on-premise manufacturing equipment straight down to the hardware where we talk to PLAPL Jibber systems. Our team comprises of highly skilled product experts with vast experience in various market offerings. We have a deep understanding of the intricacies of each tool in our arsenal, and each employee specializes in specific ones. Combined, we have a wealth of knowledge and expertise that enables us to cover all major enterprise integration software that has been available for some time. We have a proven track record of delivering top-notch solutions that have helped our clients achieve their business objectives. We are, of course, committed to staying up to date with the latest trends and technologies, ensuring that our clients always receive cutting-edge solutions that are tailored to their unique needs. Now, the question is, how do we stay on top of the latest offerings in the market? It is not easy and it requires us to be diligent in how we approach knowledge management. As technology evolves, we keep up with the latest innovations to provide the best solutions for our clients. However, we do not chase trends. We rely on proven, stable technologies that we know can deliver business value. There are a set of patterns within integration that we follow. These are the patterns from Gregor Hope's book, Enterprise Integration Patterns. And these patterns, they have proven over time to solve at least 90-95% of all the problems that we face. Now, not all tools support these patterns, and if they don't support the patterns, we don't support the tool. So, our team has extensive hands-on experience working with integration platforms from a variety of vendors, including those who are present in the Gartner Magic Quadrant. We understand the unique challenges that each platform brings and can provide tailored recommendations based on your specific needs. Our recommendations will take into account not only the tool's capabilities, but also the level of support provided by the vendor, as well as any potential challenges that may arise during implementation. We also provide guidance on best practices for integration, including how to do data mapping, message routing and error handling, and maybe more importantly, how you should describe your integrations and how you should document the implementation of these. Additionally, we stay up to date with the latest developments in integration technology, so we can provide you with advice on emerging trends and how they may impact your integration strategy. I'll come back to one of the ways that we stay on top of the latest trends. So as I mentioned, we have a track record of success or we wouldn't be here. The market in Norway is quite small and we live by our reputation. What we do is we help companies unlock data, streamline processes, reduce costs and gain new insights. I have a client who at one of the large IBM conferences said that what Ravella did for them was basically the first 
step in their digital transformation journey and we enable their future growth. That's quite a powerful statement coming from a large enterprise. Our integration expertise and product knowledge allows us to solve even the most complex integration problems. Tools, however, only need to technically work. They need to be backed by a support agreement and have at least a quarterly release schedule for new features and enhancements. More importantly to us as a company is how well the vendor supports their partners. An integration vendor needs to have a partner strategy and that partner strategy needs to be more than a PowerPoint saying that they're driven by partners. It would be impossible for us to deliver good solutions if we weren't backed by the integration vendor. As a company, we need access to training, up-to-date documentation, and also a support organization. I have yet to see an integration tool which is cutting-edge, modern, and has a timely release schedule for new features that is delivered without bugs. So having access to a support organization and a support organization that can create fixes and patches is crucial for the success of any integration strategy. There are very few implementations on the latest and greatest integration tools that do not account uh, software bugs. This isn't really a problem unless the vendor is unable to support you. This is also the reason why Avela, at the moment at least, currently supports two major players in the Gartner Magic Quadrant for enterprise integration tools. So if we dive into what I mean by a partner strategy first. So a good partner starts with communication. There needs to be a mechanism in place to have at least monthly calls with product development and global support. As I mentioned, no software is without bugs and the more we report, the less reoccurring bugs we will face. I'm a firm believer that if one invests in a commercial off-the-shelf software package, like an integration platform, then one should also benefit from the entitled support agreements. We train our consultants on how to interact with support organizations and we expect them to submit bugs and submit requests for new features and enhancements. In my experience, all our partners appreciate feedback and they act on the feedback by issuing bug fixes if needed, workarounds if available, or even sometimes to tell us to go and read the manual if we haven't, which is fine, that's fair enough. However, sometimes the manual isn't updated, and if it's not updated and not documented, then in all fairness, I expect the vendor to support us anyway, which they do. So remember that the vendor is most likely to be supporting at least a hundred, if not a thousand plus installations. And if Avella 
and all other consultant disease, and even customers, collectively report issues and feature enhancements, the vendor should, over time, have a great knowledge base to tap into, or even better, have a knowledge base that is searchable and public. This is the difference between creating a bespoke integration solution by hand and buying off the shelf. If one does not ask, one shall not receive, and you may as well build your own. As a partner and recognized IBM champion, I have access to IBM Labs, IBM developers, and I even get to be part of early designs before software is written. This is truly partner-driven. Not saying our other partners are not good. They are not just at IBM's level in every category. Our company isn't really big for Europe when it comes to the field of integration. We are less than 100 employees, at least for now, and that makes us a small fish compared to the largest consultancies. It's nice to be treated as a large player, and we do our best to give back. One of the things we do to give back is that we ensure that we acquire the required skills. And how do we do this? Well, we attend training, we go to meetups, and we travel to conferences. Without training, it would be difficult to deliver projects using integration tools. As consultants, we get experience with the products when we use them. However, we also need to know about all the areas we do not get to use in the project. So if we look at a typical integration tool, they will cover a lot of different areas. And if our consultants are working for a particular client, they will most likely be using a subset of all the available features. It's uh, important to do training on the full product stack so that we're able to bring new ideas to the table. As part of my role as a CTO, I try to follow weekly online talks about all the products we use. I'm part of a customer advisory board and I write articles. I'm also working on a book and I host this podcast. These activities help me structure and remember while giving back. Uh, In our company, we have created our own internal training material. It's basically a training course that covers what is required for our projects, at least the projects we've had up until now. Employees who have some experience start to be curious and need more. And luckily, I'm in a position to say yes to all the training requests So I have a budget which is basically zero for knowledge training, not just for myself, but for the whole company. This means that we send anyone and everyone to any conference and any training that they request. I'm a firm believer in training, conferences and meetups and If you're working in a consultancy company like Avella, you should not be stopped by pursuing more knowledge. I'll talk a bit about how we've set up training in our company. We have multiple competency teams 
each led by passionate individuals who have stepped forward and said, yes, I would like to create a team and I'd like a team that would focus on this area because this area interests me. Every consultant in the company can be a member of how many teams they want. We do not measure the input, we only measure the outcome. That is, we have some metrics that we want met during a calendar year. What time is spent, we do not measure. Everyone should have at least one active certification. So certifications, they usually expire. And everyone should go to an external conference and they should present internally what they found interesting. It really is quite simple. We've done this for the last six years and even with the pandemic lockdown, the groups functioned. Each of the team leads, and there are currently seven or eight teams, they report to a consultant manager who is also responsible for competency. Trond Egil Hammer, a great human being and an all through trustworthy person, leads the competency manager role. Without his vision and leadership in developing this approach, establishing the teams and ensuring accountability, this model would not have been successful. Under Trond's guidance, the team leads work together to share best practices, develop new skills through peer learning and hold each other accountable for progress and results. By giving consultants autonomy and flexibility in how they develop their competencies, but also providing clear metrics and expectations, we have created a learning ecosystem that continues to thrive. New team leads emerge over time based on interests and strengths. Teams evolve and adapt to new needs. Our consultants continue to strengthen their expertise through continuous learning and application of these skills. It's a simple model, but one that is deeply impactful in enabling our consultants to reach their full potential. It's one of my core beliefs that every employee in whatever company or industry they work in, everybody wants to be their best and everybody wants to be a positive impact. Now, no individual is created equal and I think one of the tricks is to enable an environment where different personalities can find their way of learning and their way of contributing so that others can learn. I've yet to meet anyone who hasn't been able to be a positive force for learning in our company. It's just a matter of finding what works for each individual. Meetups are also great. We hope to host some ourselves since we do attend open meetups and gain inspiration and different perspectives when doing so. One of the last meetups some of our consultants went to was called Catching Criminals with Apache Kafka. The feedback was great and it's inspired us to try out some theories internally. Our 
company location or office, I should say, is a smart office. It has various sensors, various smart door locks and various ways of tracking who is in the office. Some of our consultants during an internal project used an integration platform as a service to integrate Google Calendar with Philips Hue. Basically, if one now books a meeting room, we have some LED lights connected to Philips Hue, and these lights will be red if the room is booked, and they'll be green if the room is available. It's an over-engineered solution, but it is using the tools that we know. And it's a good example of what can be achieved if you create a safe environment for learning. One of the outcomes of this now is that we're going to feed the data to Apache Kafka and make yet another over-engineered solution, but event-based and have the event sitting on a Kafka topic. It will be fun to see what we come up with. Conferences are great because they provide an opportunity to network with other professionals. We learn about the latest trends and technologies and we gain new insights and perspectives. When we attend conferences, they can also be a great way to stay motivated and inspired and to bring fresh ideas back to your team. However, it's important to choose conferences that are relevant to your specific area and to plan your time and resources accordingly. The rule I enforce in Avella is quite straightforward. If you're motivated by the topic and they are related to do what Avella does or should be doing, then I can approve it and you can go to the conference. There is one catch, however. When you come back, you have to share internally with the rest of the team And while you're there, we expect a short travel post for LinkedIn. I'm a bit amazed by how many consultancies I meet at conferences, but I don't often meet clients and potential clients at these conferences. To me, it seems a bit backwards that one doesn't invest in getting some outside inspiration. There are a lot of changes with integration tools and there are a lot of new features being addressed and these are usually made publicly available at conferences. You also get to see some lessons learned. You can go and listen to other companies and how they've used a particular tool to solve a particular challenge. I would think this gives a lot of inspiration and if you're inspired I would expect that you would also be more motivated to do more for your company. I also mentioned product roadmaps. So roadmaps for me are important. The integration tools that we use, they should have a roadmap and this roadmap should be public. If I'm going to recommend a product that will be hosting integrations for years to come, then there must be a clear direction for the product. Integration software is not easy to change once you get started. 
you will usually start out with a handful of integrations and before you know it you'll have a hundred, two hundred, maybe five or six hundred integration and hopefully quite a few APIs both internally and externally published. So it's a marathon and not a sprint. If there's a product roadmap available it's easier to make a bet on which vendor you want. So you should know your vendor and pick a player that's been around for a long time, at least as long as you, if possible. I'm a firm believer that integration tools these days are a commodity. There's always going to be a new vendor in the integration space. However, not that many are around for years to come. I've seen a lot of new and cool integration vendors pop up both in Forrester Wave and in the Gartner Magic Quadrants. However, they tend to disappear over time. One of the things that happens is that they could be acquired by one of the large players. I've actually been part of this where an integration tool was sold to an investment firm. And this was quite painful, not only for us as their partner, but also for some of our customers. It's difficult, if not impossible, to foresee all the things that can happen in the future. So there are no guarantees that change won't happen. However, you should try and consider the following. So when you're evaluating integration tools, there are some factors that you should consider. In addition to longevity and vendor stability, it's also important to consider the level of customer support that the vendor provides. A company with a proven track record of success and a stable, experienced leadership team with a long-term vi vision is also crucial. Additionally, it's important to consider the level of customization that the integration tool provides, as well as the security measures in place to protect sensitive data. Most of the integration tools that we work with, if not all, they have published white papers on how to achieve certain levels of security. This could be security required for the health industry or financial industries, it could be white papers describing how you can achieve zero trust. This is an indication that these vendors have been around and they have clients within many different verticals. It's also important to try and figure out if the vendor has an ability to adapt to industry trends and emerging technologies. For instance, do they have a plan for AI? AI these days is quite important and is on the roadmap for most of the vendors. A solid financial foundation and business model, which ensures that they will continue to improve and support their tools for years to come. By carefully evaluating these factors, you can select an integration tool that will meet your organization's unique needs and help you achieve your business goals. Integration projects are complex and long-term journeys 
they're not quick fixes. So you need a partner that will be there for the duration to see projects through to completion and beyond. So carefully consider the vendor's roadmap to make sure that the strategic direction aligns with your own long-term goals. Ensure that there is a commitment to ongoing investment in research and development, as well as high-quality support. Ask for references and do a reference call, or do a couple of reference calls. Only choose a vendor that provides transparency into their product strategy and roadmap. A public roadmap demonstrates the focus on progress and keeping customers informed about the future of the tools they've built their business around. It provides confidence that the product will continue evolving to meet growing needs. Without visibility into the road ahead, the future remains uncertain. Another question to ask yourself is, will my applications and business always be on this cloud? If the answer is yes, you are at best fooling yourself. There is no guarantee that you will not want to use more than one cloud. Thus, you will need to be able to support what the vendors call multi-cloud. Another question is, will I always use my current ERP or my current CRM system? The answer to this is likely yes. However, I've been part of some migrations over the year. It's not pretty if one has to change the integration platform in place because it seemed easy at the time to go all in on a single vendor. By single vendor, I mean if you have an ERP system and you also choose the ERP vendor's integration tool, that's quite a bad lock-in, potentially. So my recommendation is to choose an integration vendor that does not also deliver their own ERP or CRM system. This is because an independent vendor must support all major ERP and CRM systems. The reason you're going to invest in an integration tool is to connect anything anywhere. You shouldn't be investing in an integration tool to connect anything anywhere to just one ERP or CRM vendor. If we look at cloud, the three major public cloud vendors, Azure, AWS, and GCP, they offer various integration solutions that are optimized for their respective cloud environments. However, at least while I'm recording this podcast, these solutions may not be as effective when used outside their respective cloud environments. Additionally, these solutions may not be as easy to implement as one might expect. So despite this, there are at least three independent integration tools that are great for supporting the three major public clouds. These tools also allow for a full experience on-premise in addition to the cloud. However, it's important to note that technology is constantly evolving and changing, and the CTO inside me is eager to explore the possibility of a pure cloud native integration project. This could potentially be a dream come true or a nightmare. Not really settled on what I think about it. So at the moment, 
Integration platforms as a service, they are usually made available for one, maybe two public cloud offerings. Even though they might be fully managed on one or two clouds, they usually also allow you to install them on any cloud and manage them yourself. The nice thing with having a single tool across all clouds and on-premise is the amount of knowledge that you need to build to build your integrations. If you have a single tool, it's like having one integration language across your whole IT landscape. This is a benefit. If one goes to Microsoft website and look at their Azure integration tools, and then you can go to GCP and look at what they offer, and then go to AWS and see what they offer, you're going to end up having to learn at least three times the amount of tools that you would if you installed a single tool on all clouds. It really isn't the way to go. So let's say that you did decide to build everything on, for argument's sake, let's say Azure. In my opinion, Azure is the one that has the most comprehensive integration tools available of the three clouds I mentioned. You would need to carefully evaluate the available options and determine the best path forward. This would likely involve extensive research into the latest cloud native technologies and solutions, as well as collaboration with other experts in the field. Ultimately, the goal would be to create an integration solution that acts as if it's a turnkey solution and is highly effective regardless of the cloud environment that you're using. So you need some way to get to your data on another cloud, even though you're building your tool on Azure. This would actually be a really fun and interesting project to be a part of. The reason I can't recommend it is I don't have any experience to say that it's going to work or even if it's not going to work. Though admittedly, I can see that there is some good reasons to not do it, especially now that, for instance, IBM has a managed solution on AWS. They have their cloud pack for integration, which you can install on any cloud or even on-premise. It's a lot of competency to build to start out on a cloud journey. But I'm sure it's fun. So these are just a few basic considerations to keep in mind as you proceed. I suggest crafting a detailed request for proposal or RFP to distribute to potential vendors, outlining your key requirements and objectives in a clear yet comprehensive manner. Within the RFP, you should pose thoughtful questions that probe how each vendor's solutions and services specifically meet the impo most important needs of your organization. However, you should also try and have some questions open-ended where you can test out to see if potential vendors have experience and allow them to come up with solutions rather than 
having a true-false question. So while doing research and evaluating proposals, remember that you know your business and priorities better than anyone else. No vendor or tool can perfectly meet every last one of your demands, so determine which requirements are absolute must-haves and which are nice-to-haves. You should weigh each vendor's strengths and weaknesses against your essential criteria to make an objective choice. And it might be wise not to always share what your criteria is up front. So once you select the vendor and implement the solutions, be sure to provide feedback and continue engaging them as a partner. Share how their services help you achieve your goals so that they can further refine and improve to best serve your evolving needs. If you don't ask, you will get nothing. So your ongoing input and insights will help ensure that their offerings remain optimally tailored to your key requirements and strategic plans. In my experience, vendors are very happy to listen and they're also happy to provide you with solutions for your problems. In the end, only you comprehend the full scope of your vision and what you need to succeed. So it's important to take the time to really think through your goals and aspirations and to consider all the steps necessary to achieve them. This process requires diligence and discernment as well as willingness to ask the necessary questions and to seek out the right resources to support you along the way. One important resource to consider is a partner who is committed to supporting you not only today but also in the future. This type of partnership can provide a valuable source of guidance, advice and support as you work towards your goals. When you set out to build up your integration department internally, I would recommend that you have some architects and some developers internally. You should also try and find somebody who has a deep knowledge of your business. In my experience, knowledge of the business is something that our clients have a great insight into and it's difficult for us as consultants to always understand all the intricacies of a business. If you have these individuals and they want to learn, in my experience, it's a very good idea to team them up with consultants and then upskill them to also be able to support the integration projects. I think integration is too important to only rely on consultants. You need to take some control of your projects. And Avella as a consultancy is very happy to help build internal resources and help skill up internal resources. We are a true believer that it's only through a partnership that we can achieve great things together. For us, it's more than a client engagement. It's more of a partnership and a journey. I hope this episode gives some insight into the world of integration. I'm a day late with this episode. It's Easter. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fog Plug, Looking Past the Fog podcast. We hope it was helpful. And until next time, happy integrating.